Good evening, good evening. Hope all is well, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I'm trying to uh, do some things to make sure that I can move it over to uh, the Renaissance Fellowship page. Again, good evening. I hope all is well to you and yours. Uh, let us begin with a word of prayer, if you don't mind. Let us begin with a word of prayer. 
Eternal and all-wise God, we thank you tonight for what has transpired thus far in our country, in our world, and we just send special prayers on the Ukraine-Russia situation. God, we just send special prayers on the pandemic, those who are sick, those who are less fortunate, we thank you. We know that you're able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask, and we ask right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that we, we, we thank you for this privilege and opportunity for another financial series. This week, as we continue to share with Corey D. Moody, we thank you, oh God, for the privilege and opportunity for those who are streaming, those who are listening, those who are supporting the podcast and this ministry. And uh, God, we just ask that tonight's session be a blessing amongst all. Bless us and keep us in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be alive. It's good to be here. And uh, you know what? I probably should have gotten a ticket for the way I was flying on the interstate to make sure I could be right here with my good friend, Corey D. Moody. We're so delighted that you chose to join us again tonight. We ask special blessings on, on our session tonight, and we ask that you pray for um, um, Corey as he comes in his own way. Two things I need, two things I need, we need. First of all, we need you to sign up for the Zoom. We need you to sign up in the link on all of the social media pages, the Renaissance Fellowship, Corey D. Moody, D. Edward Cheney. Please sign up for that so you can interact with us. And secondly, we ask that you share it with somebody, that you share it, ladies and gentlemen, that you allow people to understand what you're doing, what you're going through, what you're trying to do, and what we are learning. It's all about engagement. Without further ado, I won't take up any more time, but we're so privileged to have my brother, my friend, um, Mr. Corey D. Moody, certified public accountant, certified valuation analyst. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Cheney. Well, it's good to be back. Um, I wasn't here um, last week. And I have to say, I missed it. I don't mean miss it because I wasn't here. I missed being here. I didn't realize the healing, what it does to me to just speak. And, you know, it get things off my chest. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about or on the cover, it was relax. And the week before last or, or class nine, it was recovery about taking time to relax, to, to recover, let your body recover after a uh, a hard workout and we have to do that with our finances you know we can get going and going but it's just so nice to be back and you know and some things have happened over the past couple of weeks and you know I, you know God is just really moving in my life and I, I'm just so excited about what's going on and you know we've talked about budgets and you know we in, in in march and i hope by now those are those who have been following the season you know we've been we're working off the budget and stuff and 
if you don't have it, you know, you need to, you know, send us an email so we can get you just a little template to kind of work on the budget. But you can get those dime a dozen, you know, they got apps to do it and the whole nine yards. And one of the things I kind of wanted to talk about, what, you know, just about budgets themselves, you know, we always look at budgets telling us what we can't do. And unfortunately, that is the way it may be presented or we take it without fully understanding the power of a budget. And that's any indicators. And we talked about indicators, you know, earlier on, you know, what are some of the indicators we look at on our financial life? You know, is it just how much money I have in the bank? But do we look at the process of what it takes to accumulate it, how we lose it? You know, what's going on? What are the factors that are causing these things to happen? And I'm saying the things that we can control because we can't control, you know, a lot of things. But what you can, you want to make sure you have the best information. You know, reducing risk. You know, how do you how do we reduce risk in our life? How do we reduce risk in our financial life? What do we do? Do we understand why we buy certain things? Or do we just buy because we heard it, the advertisement was good? I mean, advertisers know how to get us to to buy when we don't want to. So, you know, I got some stores, right? So Costco is probably, you know, that's just my store. And so they had these drones. And I bought one. And it was a great price in the whole nine yards. And after a couple of months, I mean, I'm sorry, a couple of weeks, I hadn't opened a box yet. A month went by, I hadn't opened a box. And I'm like, it sounded good when I bought it. Now I don't want it. So... What are we going to do? I don't need it no more. So I took it back. And when I got up to the counter and the lady said, you know, how do you say anything wrong? What, you know, why are you returning it? I said it was an impulse buy. And she laughed and said, sir, you probably, you know, thank you for being honest. Because it was an impulse buy. And how often do we buy on impulse? Yeah, we may need it. We may want it. But did we just do it? And knowing we probably had three or four different things telling us not to do it. I say that because a budget kind of helps us from making impulsive buying. What it also does is help helps us make good buys. It makes us more aware of what we do need and how to get it 
you know, in better quality, better quantities and the whole nine yards, because we start understanding these things that make a difference. You know, you know, you can buy clothes and at certain stores that people tend to be discounted stores, you know, buy pants and shoes. And it's like, hey, this is all I can afford. And I can only, you know, you know, spend $50 or $100 on some, on some clothes, you know, so I have to go here because I can get a couple of pair of pants and a couple of shirts. But how long do they last? And also, you can go to a Macy's, a Saks, a Neiman's, and you buy stuff off season. And they got some real good prices. And whatever the story is that you think is out of your financial affordability, find out how you can get in that store in your budget. See, the budget is not to tell us no, 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 no. It's to tell us how to, how, 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 how. How can I do this? Oh, this is how I can do this. So I got to tell you some cheap accounting stories. I'm just glad my brother's not on with me. And that's why I may never let him on because he'll just tell stories about me and it'll be all over. But so I've been flying a little bit over the past few months, more than I have been over the past two years, you know, with COVID and stuff. But now, you know, I'm older, you know, I'm lugging two suitcases, you know, big ones and maybe golf clubs sometimes where, you know, you know, a backpack and another carry on, I may have four bags. And I'm just like, I ain't doing this no more. I'm getting a cart. Those carts, man, are making my travel life, they have made my travel life just that much more enjoyable or enjoyable you know, less taxing because, you know, traveling can be problematic. So I started using carts, you know, maybe a year, you know, where before COVID, I started using them a little bit, but now I don't do anything with them. And I get a porter at baggage claim now. You know, just ain't worth it no more. I guess I've saved in some other areas that I can afford to do that. But, you know, there's always something. So what I've figured out is when I get dropped off, depending on what airports, you got to, you know, know your airports. A lot of times I like getting, you know, you get dropped off at the ticket counter or in that part of the airport or the baggage. Or when I park a car, I start looking for the carts that people left out now. So that's how I find my parking space now. So I don't go to the closest parking space. I go to the parking space right next to the cart that someone left now. It's $6. And you're like, man, come on. That's crazy. No, it's not. 
you know, and you start adding that up. If anything, it pays for my porter. So I ain't really losing, but I need the porter to help because it's just, I'm at a stage that I don't want, I don't, you know, carrying bags, you know, hurt. But it's also about understanding value. And that's why we spent so much time on value. Because now you start making decisions about what is the best value? How can I get the most bang for my buck? Or the most bang for my time or my energy? So now we're able to measure these things. And so that's what the budget does. Not that the, you know, you know, you can't do this, you can't do this. It's like, hey, how can I roll? What, you know, what can we do? So it's a guide. It's a it's information that helps us make decisions. And so, you know, we started this journey about changing our mindset. You know, how do we look at finances? How do we look at increase? You know, one of the things I learned in my life is my tithing, my offering, you know, paying my, you know, my tithe to God. It's not always about getting that back a hundredfold. And what I found in my circles of, of you know, talking and putting on seminars in churches is that we got this genie in a bottle kind of attitude about money. So when I pray, I'm going to take my genie in the bottle. I'm going to pray these next week. It's like going to your favorite slot machine. That's the, I need this slot machine to hit. And that's how we look at it. And if you don't, hey, don't start. But I found this a fine line of really understanding how God can really work in our lives. And, you know, not just on the financial part. So understanding value becomes critical to the decisions we make because now... I'm going to do what it takes to get the increases that I need. Even if I'm on a nine to five, it's not, I can't give myself a raise, but you get value in other things, other savings. And what the budget does is kind of help guide you. And if you hadn't started the budget, I'm going to really beg and, Get on it because it really does help guide and really opens your eyes to what you can do to make it happen. So in sports, I'm a track and field guy, so one of the, the hardest thing when you start just moving up in levels, 
And what I mean by that, levels of competition, the smaller things tend to matter. You know, we talked about recovery, which seems like nothing. How can me coming home, just sitting down or taking an ice bath, doing nothing, how's that making me better? Because it's allowing your muscles to rebuild and come back because your muscles get torn down and allows them to rebuild and come back. And we're here relaxing so much. Hey, taking a test. You know, some of us get anxiety taking a test. You know, driver's test, you know, law, the bar, CPA exam. But it's all about the preparation. There's probably been people know counting 10 times more than I couldn't pass the exam. Why? Wasn't the intelligence. It's other factors. And so what budgets do and indicators in our life, it helps us to understand and not be afraid. Just gives us a little better focus. It reduces the risk. The more risk we can reduce, the better chance of moving forward we have and seeing clear. So, when you run to relax, so especially that 400, and everybody's heard about King Kong hitting you that last 100 meters. But before you hit it, coming into it, you got to relax then. Because once your body gets to a particular phase, that lactic acid gets in your body, ball game over. So learning to relax, thinking, doing less is giving us the best result, a faster result, a stronger result, just by relaxing. This doesn't seem right. It's like I got to put more into it. But because of the preparation and the understanding and feeling what it felt like, to really relax. Coach Cobb used to, you know, when I started with him, he used to tell me, get my hips up and get my knees up to get my stride length longer. It's like, well, if I'm moving them faster, quicker, quicker, what, you know, what's the difference? Because transferring of energy and getting a longer stride covers more and relaxing your muscles that don't tie up as fast. So you can go longer. Lactic acid stays off you a little bit longer. But he gave us a stopwatch. We used to do these things called flying 30s where we set up four cones in 30, you know, 30 meters apart. And the first one, you know, you're going about half speed, 
Then the next 30 meters, you're going three-quarter speed. And then you roll into that last one 10 meters before because you want to be going your top speed that last 30 meters. And he used to clock us. And you go 2.7, 2, 2.5, whatever. He's like, you got to get it down. It's like, I'm running. I said, look, relax. Relax. So, okay. He said, tell you what, you don't believe me just to relax. Relax your shoulders, get your hips up, get your knees. Take your own stopwatch. And I want you to clock yourself. Run your way, then run my way. I'm going to let you run my way second. Because you're going to be a little bit tired. You know, you lose a little energy doing it. The more you do, you know, the less energy you have. I know my method works. I'm going to let you run your way first where you got your most energy. And then when you come back and do it my way, watch your time be faster. And so got on the track, ran it, you know, got my time. No, 2.8. He said, okay, you know, walk a lap, you know, kind of, you know, get recovery, you know, just kind of relax, just take it, you know, just chill. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you fill out your budget, you look at it. And so now I'm just, you know, take 15 minutes. All right, I'm fully recovered now. Now I'm going to do it your way. Start the clock. Saying, you know, I'm I'm doing it myself. He said, just run the way I told you to run. Two six. And I felt like I was running slower the whole nine yards. He was like, see. I controlled the clock. Wasn't him playing with it. I did that one second. So we have these tools. We, you know, we get these directions. But how do we do it? Are we willing to relax and trust it? So one of the things I've found funny or fascinating is when I encounter or get in a conversation, it could be about anything. And what I hear a lot is, well, such and such didn't have to do that, so I don't think I gotta do it. You know, it's always, well, he didn't run five miles in the morning, so I don't, I don't have to do it. They, they didn't lift these weights or they didn't go to class or they didn't go to college. So, you know, I don't have to. And what I understood and one of the things my dad used to all, always tell me is always be prepared because you never know what comes at you. And 
just because somebody else didn't do a hundred push-ups today doesn't mean you don't have to. And so I started realizing that I got to look for ways to always just get it done, period. I can't come up with excuses. And then how many times do we blame others or blame God for not working? Because we haven't done the preparation. Especially in our finances. And I'm saying that even with, you know, business people who don't, you know, do their their accounting. So when they tell us what we don't have to do because such and such didn't do it, tell me what I got to do to get it done then. I'm going to say this last little piece and I'm going to shut it down. But education. And when you start talking about education, I'm going to keep it simple. That it's always easy to say you don't need it because somebody didn't need it or made a whole bunch of money without high edu- higher education, whether it was college or whatever. But that's rare. But we say that. In this social media age where it seems so simple to get followers or to, or to monetize your social media page. It's like, I ain't got to go to school. I ain't got to do nothing. I can just do this, get my followers, and I'm good. But see, the rest of the story is those people who have all those followers, they put in a lot of work. See, it just seems simple because we all got a page. But are we all willing to put the work in? to get what it takes to get the response or to monetize it the way we want to have it monetized. So I started looking, you know, into, you know, you know, Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, you know, you know, Bill Gates, oh, they dropped out, dropped out of school, you know. Well, let me help you talk about people who didn't finish college and they didn't need it and all that. Dropping out of Harvard, <laughs> little different than saying, I ain't even applied to nothing. I'm having, I probably couldn't get into a community college, but I don't need an education. Well, he didn't have an education, so I don't need an education. But his no education got him into this school, which means he had some preparation. So LeBron James went straight out of high school. Michael Jordan went out his junior year. Magic went, came out his sophomore. You know, so you know they call them hardship cases when you finish school early, college early to go to the pros. 
Very few do that. Even those who think they are surefire star may do it, may even get drafted in the first round and bond. Very few do that. Very few LeBron James. So these Zuckerbergs and Gates that do that, very few. So why put our eggs in what someone didn't have to do to move forward? I'd rather have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. But you don't hear a whole bunch of those folks making these billions that don't have it or didn't go back and get it or had that LeBron pedigree. You know, parents got money, helping them out too. It's just easy to tinkle with stuff when you got money. I'm only saying, let's go forward. Let's relax. Let's hear, let's look at what we have. and put the work in. Because there's a lot that we can do if we put our minds to it. Let God lead us. And it's, it's nothing. And I'm saying this because this journey that I'm on now when I came back to my wilderness last week, it was like a fresh breath of air of just wonderful. That monkey that we feel in the 400 was off because I'm learning to relax. The finances, if I've done the work, put the budgets in place, let it play. Trust God. I'm cheating because I'm looking at my budgets and my other indicators that help me. Why not cheat if you have the advantage? And then you have him, it brings it home. And I can tell you that this path is real because that value that I was talking about Outside of increasing my cash balance, the windows and doors that are open and you remember things from your childhood that things are just tying in, that I know that my life was way over here and it was over here and I feel emerging now. And these indicators help and reducing the risk in my life. And it's all different for all of us. I can't tell you do A through Z because it's all different. That's why our covenant, our contract with God is so important. And your contract, my contract is different. 
But if we can start with these basics, we're going to make it happen. And I'm telling you, it works. Put God to the test. I'm so happy to be back. It's always, it's always just a softness that happens when I'm when I'm here and I get to see Pastor Cheney face come on. <laughs> but I want to thank you for for listening and Pastor is yours. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Galatians 6 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, the Renaissance Fellowship and Mr. Corey D. Moody, certified public accountant, certified valuation analyst for our weekly financial series. We hope and pray, ladies and gentlemen, that you found something a nugget tonight, one thing that stands out in your mind. I know what I'm getting ready to do is relax. Again, join us every week and we need you to share. And if you so desire to sow a seed into our ministry, you can do so through Givelify. You turn on your locator on your phone, download the app, Givelify app, tap give done, and then it's done. Or you can cash app us, dollar sign, the Renaissance LV. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And I'm asking you to consider the Renaissance Fellowship Inc. Las Vegas. Pour into our ministry for which you never know what happens with regards to how God is using us to move ministry, to move lives, to change lives for other people. And again, we thank you for all that you do every week. And as you join us, please share. Share what you hear. Share what you know. Again, God bless you. We love you. And we will see you on next week with Deb Cheney and Corey D. Moody. God bless you. God bless.